Do you ever get tired of the same old boring news? Do you ever wish the news was very nearly funny? I know we did. Hi, I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. And that's why we created Anchor Persons. A news podcast. For people who hate the news. By people who hate the news. Every week, we lampoon the laughable thing that journalism has become. We make up facts about your home state. We break stories on the latest in food crime. We take two completely unrelated things and figure out how they're connected. And we keep you informed on the emotional weather. Find Anchor Persons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or a completely different podcatcher that you prefer. Will you laugh? No. But will you be informed? Also no. Anchor Persons, the only news podcast hosted by persons. Subscribe today. Uh, you guys ready? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. <clears throat> what the hell was that? Let's be clear <laughs> clear my throat you're getting the phlegm out of here mm-hmm. we're talking for a long time tim <laughs> i'm talking since two o'clock this afternoon in front of a microphone it's just podcast because all i'm doing is podcast what i thought i'd be doing at age 32 is just podcasting for like nine <laughs> hours a day Welcome to Rosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from Miller Park, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. What's up, peeps? Sup, buddy? How's everyone doing? Miller Park? It's in uh, Exton, Exton, BI, where you are. I idea where that is. It's, uh, I think it's Miller Park. Miller Park was uh, right off of 100, like down by, uh, it's like connecting, like a hun- there's like a little back road. This is way too specific for people who don't give a shit about Exton. Uh, there's a little back road off of uh, Route 100 that would lead to like the shopping center where like Coles and Funko Land pre-GameStop was, uh, and there's a park uh, there. Funko That's Land. Miller Park. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I miss Funko Land. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I always thought it was like it went, before we had a video game system, I always wanted to go in there because I was like, oh, Funko Land. It looks fun. It looks like it's for kids. And my mom's like, it's all video games. I'm like, that makes me want to go more. <laughs> <laughs> You're not helping. You're making me I, better, not worse. Yeah. yeah. I, I seem to believe there might have been a Funko Land nearby me like that had an indoor roller coaster. It was a small kid size, like child size roller coaster. An indoor had, like, roller coaster? Yeah, yeah. I I remember hearing, and for so, and Funko Land it rings a bell that it was in a Funko Land, but they had like an indoor roller coaster. That's ridiculous. I was never there. I don't know. This is just what my something maybe my brother made up and said to me, just like go for guts cake. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this is your new go for guts. Yeah. This is how my one friend when I was a kid told me that he actually made it onto Guts, the TV show, but instead of getting an American flag, he had a flag at the end that said disqualified for cheating because he was such a great was, cheater. Uh, was it Ricky Weibel? It was not Ricky Weibel. It was someone else. <laughs> it was not Ricky. Uh, Ricky, who introduced me to both anime and the Thumbation series. Uh, he is not the one. <laughs> that is one thing. Is like There's certain people that like you would buy being on Guts, 
Ricky Weibel was not one of them. Like if Ricky Weibel approached me with that story, he's like, yo, I was on guts. Be like, <laughs> not bullshit. No, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen those 10 year olds. They'd whoop your ass. Uh, welcome to the award-winning bros, a podcast available as always on every major podcasting platform. Look, man, if you're listening to us on a podcasting platform right now, guess what? That's a podcasting platform that carries bros. A. it's simple <laughs> logic, idiot. Uh, the premise of our show Ding. Ding, is that we answer the questions that you submit us, you, the audience, the gentle listener. You can submit us questions about life, the universe, and everything, and whatever it is, we will answer those questions to the best of our ability with a touch of mirth uh, while we enjoy a delicious glass of wine. And if you have a question you would like us to answer on the air, you want to email those questions to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But of course, before we get to those questions, we got to discuss what wine we're drinking tonight. Uh, Tim Hansen, I want to start with you. What are you drinking this fine evening? I am drinking a delicious Pinot Broir from Josh Sellers, the one and nice. only, the, the the thoroughly loved and enjoyed by the entirety of the Brose podcast. Uh, says our Pinot Noir is elegant and refined. This wine benefits from the ideal cool climate of the Central Coast, resulting in lush cherry and strawberry flavors with a scent of lightly toasted oak. The only thing I miss out of that is the strawberry. Uh, I don't know if it's blending in with everything else or I'm just dumb, but it is delicious. And I also got this like weird aerator thing for Ooh. pouring the wine out. I was about to ask what that was. Yeah, <laughs> I bought it because it was funny looking, <laughs> but also because it was very highly rated. It looks like a hummingbird kind of sort of almost. But uh, honestly, I poured my first glass without it and it was still a great wine. I poured it with this, and it did open it up a lot. So, this really, is my first, this is my first uh, foray, foray, whatever the hell that word is, into uh, <laughs> aerated foray. wine. Yeah, that one, that word, uh, into aerating wines and using aerators, and uh, the results have been great. So, definitely yeah. worth the slight investment in my Look at Mr. opinion. Look at Mr. Rockefeller over here with an aerator. Man. Yo, it was like 10 bucks. Did I you buy that with your oil baron money or what? <laughs> my, my social security card money. Ooh, whoa. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Tim is it confessing to blatant federal crimes here on the Jose podcast. What? Uh, we make them. We have the contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich Sweet. Sure. What are you drinking? I am drinking... Uh, Dreambird Pinot Grigio. It's a wine of Romania, Vin Vertal. Uh, I would read the tasting notes, but it's literally like a paragraph, and so I don't want to do that. I'll just say that it's 12% ABV, and it's really good. I started getting that uh, warm-in-my-face-drunk feeling during the first session. <laughs> there you go. Nice and rosy. I'm drinking uh, Valenzano Harmony Peach Pinot Grigio. Uh, and on the back, it says it's keeping the garden state green and growing. I'm not familiar with this winemaker, uh, but it is based in Shemong, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Shemong. Um, and uh, it says on the back, 1% of people are happy being unhappy. For the other 99%, we offer a customer satisfaction guarantee. And i just like to put this company on notice real quick for calling out specifically us, the Brose Podcast, <laughs> for people who are very happy being unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, it's like yeah. a very meh wine to me. 
Yeah, no. I'll honestly say that this has grown on me. I'm not tasting the artificial, uh, the artificial flavor that I felt like I was getting in the beginning of this episode. I don't know if it's just because I've had, you know, this is I'm working on my second glass now. But it's much more, it's much fruitier. Again, not really my ideal wine, one way or the other, because it's a fruity white. But it is, it is still it has improved substantially since uh, since last episode, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And Sean, you are uh, taking a breather from wine tonight uh, on account of you feeling a little bit under the weather, but you're uh, you're going hard on the G&Ts. I am going hard on the G&Ts, and they, I mean, it's great. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. It's, I'm, I'm really good at making gin and tonics. It's like, it's Are you flavoring ratio. it with lime? <laughs> Not today. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just the gin and the tonic, no, no citrus you know a hint or anything no not no i didn't have any uh lime juice i forgot to get it when i got my tonic <laughs> and are you uh my final question is are you going with whole on tonic water or are you drinking diet tonic water which is a thing that i found out existed when i started yeah. making my own gnts at home it, it's very diet tonic water is very good but yeah. I, I i'm getting i got the regular wegman's just basic tonic water i didn't, I didn't go diet this time i usually do though yeah <laughs> it's it's less man you, you want to enjoy a nice evening but you want to watch your figure it's fine <laughs> yeah and I, I i'm the same way i'm 100 percent the same way now rich you have our next round of questions that i do all right and again brose questions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air but uh what's first uh well it is the brose thanksgiving episode so these are all going to be uh, Thanksgiving related in some way, shape, or form. Uh, first question: How do you celebrate Thanksgiving? I was going to try to call it Thanksgiving, but I don't really know if that would have worked. Um, but it's Thanksgiving. One of the before times, Thanksgiving was a like sixteen-hour event uh, for the Casino household because it would usually involve three separate. Especially uh, when I start going uh, with my now wife's uh, going to my wife's now wife's family for part of the day, um, because it would involve the morning of me spending time with my with my father and his side of the family. We'd get breakfast with them. We'd make like a Thanksgiving breakfast, make like a breakfast casserole, and my brother would make something, and then my dad would buy the orange juice. And uh, and we'd we'd supply the uh, the breakfast that way. Then we'd spend lunch uh, in the first football game of the day, which was usually the Lions game, uh, with uh, with my my wife's side, of, my wife's family, uh, her mother and father, and uh, and whoever else from that side of the family might have shown up at midday. And we'd have some snacks with them, some crudite, and then we drive from there. So this is from my house, and I was living in Delaware at the time, up to Kennett Square. Uh, where my father lives, and then which is in Pennsylvania, and then across the bridge to South Jersey, where my my in laws family now in laws family is, uh, and then we go back across the bridge to like the Willow Grove area to my mom's side of the family, and did actual Thanksgiving dinner with them, and then I'd go home and sleep for four days. There's <laughs> <laughs> nice. so much driving. It's, it's consolidated a little bit now because uh, a didn't drive anywhere last year for Thanksgiving. Um, but B, you know, we're here in Jersey now. So we still, uh, even before uh, the pandemic, after we had moved here and got married, we still did the rounds. We made the rounds all day. You know, we'd pick up my brother. My brother was in the city at the time. We'd just pick him up and drive him everywhere that we were going. Uh, so it was busy. It was busy, but delicious. What about you guys? Um, I It's generally wake up, make a nice big breakfast because... It's one of the holidays where I make a nice big breakfast. Um, then make whatever I'm supposed to make for Thanksgiving dinner and then go to my parents. It's very basic. 
because I it's just me. It's because I'm I don't have a family. I don't have uh, a partner or anything. It's I only have to see my family, so it's really easy and simple for me. Um, last year I didn't go see my family. Everyone else got together, but I didn't think it was safe or smart to do so. So I made myself a a, a small little chicken dinner instead of turkey because chicken was more reasonable for a single person. Um, but this year I am going to my family. Everyone should be vaccinated at the time. Uh, I'll probably have had, have gotten my booster sometime around then. So should be good. Tim, what's Thanksgiving look like for you? So we, we haven't really hit a groove yet with the whole, uh, relationship with me and Martha yet. Uh, as far as how, what, what's our state? Pardon me. What's our standard, or like, what's the game plan? Um, previously, it was more or less like an all-day marathon event with my family, of like slowly cooking everything. Everybody kind of helps with certain part of cooking dinner or prep or food prep or like appetizers. So pretty pretty much, there was no breakfast or lunch. It was just a different snack of some sort throughout the day. So, like, pepperoni and crackers, your wheat thins, uh, and the peanut butter on celery, which most people would be like, oh, but if you put the raisins on it, it's ants on a log. Fuck raisins. Uh, or <laughs> or wow, cream cheese hard and celery. take. <laughs> or, or cream cheese and celery, another classic for us. Or, like, just snacks pretty much all day. Uh, and then still somehow have room for dinner, uh, which was everything you could possibly think of and then mm. devouring an entire pumpkin pie by myself uh because mm. that's honestly one of my favorite parts of thanksgiving pumpkin pie yeah uh martha's family always would go to her parents place like they would host a bunch of people uh last year we were last year yeah last year we were supposed to go over there my parents were also supposed to go over there uh and then uh they had a power outage because Glenmore, Pennsylvania is notorious for power outages for no fucking reason at all. <laughs> so uh, they all ended up coming to our tiny-ass apartment, which is not really designed to have that many people in it. Because her grandmother mm. and aunt were in from out of state, and my parents came over, and it was just like, yay, too many mm. fucking people. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, and, and now we live in North Carolina, so we're, we, we were going to do like a really small... Uh, small weekend thing because there was a couple people who had expressed interest in coming down to North Carolina but it sounds like they are no longer able to come so now to not end up with a sad Martha we may end up going up to Pennsylvania but that has yet to be determined because that all happened today so for those keeping score at home uh, Tim Tim's reaction to having to host Thanksgiving for the first time was to move six states away (laughs) <laughs> so that I didn't have to do it ever again. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a complete opposite direction, like as far away as possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Sean, what does a typical Thanksgiving look like for for you and for your family? Uh, well, we make a a big breakfast usually, and then we go to my parents' house for dinner. Um, it's pretty basic. We just uh, just eat a lot. And and we say what we're thankful for at dinner. Yeah. 
What? Yeah, this is my th- this is the holiday that uh, my brothers often said is like sneakily like infinitely better than Christmas. And I love Christmas, <laughs> but I can't I can't I can't disagree with his logic on this because it's like it's all of the like you know the the indulgence and the the enjoyment of of the family time of Christmas without any of the pressure or the cost associated with it. I mean, there's obviously a cost for putting together a meal, but like it, there's a lot less that goes into it than there is for like you know, buying gifts for everybody and carting it up and like there's a lot less pressure this is just entirely indulgence and gluttony and it's amazing uh so i i, I do i do see it's that the logic best. there mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh, absolutely what is uh everybody's favorite thing to make at thanksgiving uh we usually make um green bean casserole that's like our go-to because it's pretty go-to. easy and it tastes so good it's mm. so good Mm-hmm. Classic I standby. Am, I am tasked with making the cornbread and cinnamon rolls every year because my mom loves the cinnamon rolls I make, uh, but they're a super pain in the ass to make. So I don't make them that often, so I give her that indulgence. I give her that. I'll make it for Thanksgiving. Tim, uh, my favorite thing to make is probably my mom's stuffing. Uh, it is fucking phenomenal and delicious every single time and it has ruined stuffing for me because everyone else's stuffing sucks wow (laughs) wow that's rough uh good but rough uh because my my favorite thing to make is stuffing and uh it is it is a lot of fun i actually make stuffing in the slow cooker which is bizarre but it works really well uh and last year i tried to make a stuffing with cornbread and I thought it was going to be amazing because I'm like, oh, my God, it's sausage cornbread stuffing. How could I fuck this up? And somehow I fucked it up. Uh, <laughs> was it, it, too it, sweet? No, it's too dry. Um, it just wound up being way too dry uh, for, for cornbread. I, 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 I tried to get a little too cute with it. And I made like I had a cornbread recipe that I made. And then I chopped up that cornbread and, and put it into the cornbread stuffing. And it just didn't work. You know, just get regular ass breadcrumbs is usually just fine, but I put sausage in my stuffing. That's the sausage stuff. Oh, it's a key ingredient. It's huge. Have you have to use. You have to have a meat of some sort. I always always go with sausage. You get the the uh, the juices flowing through it, and it just mm, satiates the uh, saturates the uh, the bread. That was one of those secret ingredients or whatever that, like, when I finally got to help make the stuffing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just like, "What do you mean this sausage in the stuffing? What the fuck mm-hmm. are you talking about?" <laughs> It's huge, man. It's huge. It is. I, I have never been a fan of stuffing. Mm. Do not do not like it. Um, mm, mm, I have mm, to mm, remind mm. I have to remind my uh, mom every year. Do not make a gluten free stuffing because I still won't eat it. Mm. Um, I do not like stuffing. Rich, you better get on to the next yeah. question before you embarrass yourself any further. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the next question: uh, Should Thanksgiving be changed to something else? No, no, uh, no. Is this, is this why? Because relationship to the Native Americans or what? I, I guess is, so. is, 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 is there a movement for this that I'm not familiar with? I know Columbus Day. I I understand the Columbus Day mm-hmm. thing, but but I I was not familiar with the uh, the the movement to change Thanksgiving to like I I, I don't even know. I don't know. I, 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 I lean towards Sean on this because although we are all quite woke, his wokeness seems to be a little bit more woke than the rest of us. And I believe <laughs> he generally knows this. These, well, no, these it's, I, I think it is. I think Matt's right that it's it's the 
it's the myth of Thanksgiving where it's like you everybody got together with the Native Americans and we all shared each other and we didn't genocide them. Mm-hmm. Like uh I think uh I think that's the idea behind it, but I think it's you can you can not teach that, but I think the the idea of Thanksgiving where it's just a time to eat food together mm-hmm. and say what you're thankful for is fine. Like maybe we don't have to do the pilgrims and Indian stuff, but I, I think the idea of a of a holiday where you're just like thankful to be together is good. Yeah, this is this is my thing with a lot of the movements that, that come about where like I, I've had discussions with people that, that talk about the fact that like America is inherently a racist country and therefore like, you know, all like the Constitution is bunk because you know i'm i'm i promise i'm bringing this back to thanksgiving uh but uh but i uh, like constitution's bunk declaration is bunk because you know we didn't have uh because there were no you know it's only white people who came up with it and like that is un- you know, it's unequivocally true that only white people came up with it but it's this this poisoned well theory that i don't buy into which is that like if the origins of something are bad that there's no way it can be transformed into something else and i'm 100 percent with you sean in that respect which is even though there is definitely some myth making around the idea of thanksgiving and everybody was just happy and nobody lied to any uh one group of people about how much land exactly they were going to have at the end of this arrangement um <laughs> you know it, I, I i there is a like you said we don't have to teach that myth we can just have this be an opportunity to be like, there's so much, there's so much negative shit that happens in the world. This is an old man take here. Some so much <laughs> negative shit that happens in this world that like, it is nice to just sit back and be like, it's not all awful because I have X, Y, and Z because it's my opportunity to say that I am, I am thankful for, you know, whatever it is, my health, my family, you know, my, my, my livelihood, uh, you know, I have people in this world that love me, you know, it's an opportunity to take stock in that instead of just either, you know, st- you know, having a lot of self pity or having or just a negative view of the world, it's an opportunity to say, okay, yes, there are things that could be better, but here's a day to enjoy and indulge in the things that make life great. Totes. So, no, I would not change Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, I I totally agree. Like for the most part, uh, my family celebration of Thanksgiving, we don't bring up. Native Americans and the Pilgrims anymore. We we it's never been part of the celebration in my family's celebrating of Thanksgiving. Yes, I was taught the myth of where Thanksgiving came from, but it was it's never played like oh we are gonna we're we're celebrating the Native Americans and 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 the Pilgrims. It's just this is a holiday about giving thanks. It's and to be fair, like, I don't think it. It's been since school since I've ever heard yeah. that reference. Like it's been since like grade school. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've you know, we've I've had you know a decade's worth of Thanksgiving since I've been in like you know daily only education stuff like that. And you know, never mentioned. It's it's all you know. Yeah, I mean, there's some religious aspect to it, but otherwise, it's just hey, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my health. Mm-hmm. You know, we think about those who are less fortunate than us who might not you know who who aren't with their families right now for one reason or another, and we're thinking of them too. Not, nothing about you know the, the the pilgrims and the native americans mm-hmm. yeah yeah outside of grade school i've never heard anything even tangentially related to most of it during thanksgiving yeah uh no i don't think we should change thanksgiving to something else i think it's a holiday that regardless of its origins or the mythos uh whatever is perfect i think it not perfect i think it's an excellent holiday 
And yes, it could be like, well, this is just so people can be gluttons and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but honestly, we've turned every holiday into a reason to be gluttons. So as long as we're trying to uh, relate with the reason for the season Mm -hmm. uh, of Thanksgiving rather than the Christmas version, uh, I, I think that's fine. I think that's great. And if we can just get over, not get over I, I see no need to perpetuate the idea of like the the pilgrims and the Indians and the more that we've learned about what actually mm. happened and how we took over America just makes that so much worse. Mm. There's no reason to continue perpetuating that mm. at all. So if we can nip that in the bud, it's just as simple to be like, hey, we do this thing to acknowledge that in the worst of times, we still had good things. And yeah. I think that's a great message to teach teach little children yeah so mm-hmm. we can get rid of all the other bullshit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. okay to celebrate it's okay to be happy and celebrate and just make do things that make you happy uh for for a 24-hour period yeah well because like I, from my perspective what's what's the other option we just change the date mm-hmm. you know it's the same thing like you just yeah. i i don't know i think I understand. I understand where people are coming from. I guess, but from my perspective, it's just like let's just not forget all the bad stuff that happened, but like mm-hmm. disassociate it with it for now, and just be like, this is just about being thankful. Yeah, you, you don't have to turn into a binary where it's like if 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 you want to say Thanksgiving, the primary purpose of Thanksgiving has been we're celebrating this 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 fantasy of the pilgrims and the native americans having a relationship the the other option is not whatever the opposite is where we just feel terrible about that shit for a day like there's there's other options in the middle that involve uh-huh. both enjoying the day while also in other aspects of your life or in in your education acknowledging that we did some horrible things to the native americans back in the day like it, it, there's there's room for both it's not just like we have to we don't have to turn every holiday especially one that i think is is generally objectively good like thanksgiving and an opportunity to just again feel shitty about ourselves uh again so yeah mm-hmm. yep um rich what do you got next all right next question a common school craft around thanksgiving is a hand turkey with five things you're thankful for what five things would be on your hand turkey the resurgence of male Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> the it's not for women, Dr. Pepper. Uh, zero sugar. They don't call it that anymore. But the horrible ad campaign that they ran for like 10 years ago. But we um, all know what it is. Yeah, it's not for women. <laughs> Just in flames. Um, what are the five things that would be on your thankfulness turkey, Tim? Uh, my wife. My wife. The... the... <laughs> The wonderful opportunities I've been able to uh, take advantage of over the last two years, or the last several years, but specifically the last two. Uh, my bros. And while that is also specifically you guys, because we're the bros, the bros, a, also my other bros outside of the bros, a. Uh, so, like Charlie, Kyle, Tim, uh, Dave, there's more bros, but those are the ones that are immediately off the top of my head. Hmm. Um, my health, mental and physical, and that America hasn't blown itself up yet. 
Hey. I can't really think nice. of a fifth one. That's only for the like listeners. We're timestamping this at eight twenty one on uh, November sixth. In the event that like events have changed since we recorded this, <laughs> two well, years from now, lot. this podcast did not age well. <laughs> a, a lot could happen in three weeks. You never know. True. True. Uh, Those are good ones. Mm-hmm. Rich, what about you? What are you thankful for? Five things. Oh man, this is difficult. Um, I guess my family, my friends, the wonderful Brose podcast, pretty much all are, my podcasts and all my are projects. Are you becoming from the South, Rich? <laughs> podcast. My, my friends. Podcast. The podcast. My friends. I thought I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what. what. Um, let's see. I don't know. Family, friends, projects that I work on. Um, yeah, my health for the most part. <laughs> I'm mostly healthy. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Just bring it back to Matt's Lil Sweet. Thankful for Lil Sweet. It's the sweet one. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, what are you? Uh, what are your five things when you're uh, thankful this jerky? Uh, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful I have a job that I can deal with, and that makes me enough money to be able to do the stuff that I like to do. I'm thankful that I have stuff that I like to do, which I guess is just thankful that my mental health has kind of evened out a little bit. Uh, and then a fifth one. <laughs> I'm so I'm legitimately thankful for the Brose podcast in that it gives us an opportunity to talk once every mm-hmm. couple weeks because I'm not good at keeping up with people, and so I think if we didn't have the podcast, well, I would talk to you guys way less, and that would suck. Same. Oh, yeah. That would be a Same. real bummer. Yeah. And especially over the past uh, two years with the pandemic, it's been a lot harder to be able to keep in touch. That this podcast has just helped that exponentially. For sure. It's hard for me to come up with anything outside of the ones that have already been said, because my, first and foremost is my wife, who I, I love dearly and uh, who has, has been my rock through a lot of, of challenges uh, and you know, my cats are up there. I'm saying, you know, they're, listen, they're my family. Like they're, they're two. And especially during the pandemic when like, you know, my, my wife was working long hours, like just busting her ass at work. You know, that it was just me in the house with my cats. And you know what? They fucking gave me some joy. Like they gave me some joy to like play around with those little fuzz balls and like, you know, play with them and, and not talk necessarily, but they, I've, t- you guys know, I've, I have one small cat who is particularly chatty. And so he just like, like just very excited that I was home all the time. So they gave me joy during the pandemic. Um, I, my, my, my family, my extended family, uh, my, my, my brother, my mother, my father, uh, you know, my health. I'm in, I'm in good health. Thank you. know, Blessedly, I, I, have, I have good health and have not had major complications aside from my back, which is look, this is the, uh, the name of the game. <laughs> You're 32 <laughs> years old is just a perpetual back pain. Um, and livelihood, you know, we, I, have, I have a decent job. My wife has a good job um, and, and we're able to, to keep the lights on. We're able to, to handle all of our, our any curveballs that life throws our way. You know, we, we're, we do all right. So, you know, we're, we're it's, it's those things. So it's, it's, it's all the shit. It's all the same stuff that we all, all talk about. Mm-hmm. So I guess if there's 
and, and, and I guess if I was going to try and come up with something that hasn't been said already, I don't know if I've got one. I mean, it's not that I'm not thankful for it, but I think it, that's sort of all enveloping because in order to enjoy like, you know, I look, I, I love having the the privilege to be able to sit down and like watch a Sixers game. And I don't necessarily get to just sit down and watch that and enjoy it, you know, without any sort of um, prohibitation or, or, or without like um, consequence or I don't know. I'm not thinking of the right word. Uh, too much wine. But uh, but like I'm, I'm able to do that without inhibition because of the fact that I'm healthy and we have, you know, good, good you know, means of life. And, you know, I've got a family and a wife that love me and all that stuff. Like all that stuff allows me to enjoy all of the little extraneous stuff, like doing podcasts with you guys, with my buddies, who I, my friends, who I love dearly and, and getting to watch sports and getting to, to throw a football around on the weekends and getting to listen to music and play guitar. All, all that shit stems from the five, those five core things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard for like, I guess it would be easy to say it's hard for a group of pretty well-established adults to have deferring thankfuls, I guess. Like, we all have, like, it's we're each thankful for individual families and everything that is us. And if we weren't thankful for the things that are us, then why are we us, in a way? Yeah. And when you're a kid, also, like, the the five thankful things is, is drastically different. Because oh, it's yeah. like I'm thankful for my mom, my friends, my dog, Sonic, my chocolate. my place, my my PlayStation, and my Virtual Boy. I don't know why yeah. you'd be thankful for the Virtual Boy, but maybe you are. And you know, like, it, it's all that kind of stuff. Like it, it goes off the rails very quickly. But yeah, but yeah, I, I love how you went for a system that was old when we were young. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean the Virtual Boy was new when we were young. Hmm. It came out when we were kids. I'm pretty sure it came out before we were kids. No, it was uh, mid '90s. You'll be forgiven maybe for before forgetting this. You oh, were shit, a kid. 1995. Yeah, yeah. So maybe before you were a kid, not but not before the rest of us. Were kids. <laughs> you'll be you'll be forgiven for forgetting that, Tim, since it, it gave like everyone migraines. <laughs> yeah, it was like I a health see. hazard of a system. I just assumed it was from the '80s because I was like, that looks stupid as hell. <laughs> Who would ever do that? And meanwhile, like twenty five years later, everybody's walking around with like Google Glass and Oculus Rifts strapped to their uh, <laughs> strapped to their face. Yeah, except the Virtual Boy was ridiculous. How do we go mm. from the Virtual Boy to Pokemon in a year? It is remarkable. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, it, like man, was it Moore's Law? The curve of technology. Yeah. <laughs> like so suddenly we have uh yeah we have Virtual Boys and suddenly by the next year we're in flying cars. <laughs> um, uh, Rich, what's next? Uh, let's see. Next is uh, some people say their husband or wife is also their best friend. We'll just go with some people say their partner is also their best friend. Um, what do you think about this? Yeah, this is a different kind of friendship. It's a type of friendship that you can't necessarily establish with somebody you've got a platonic relationship with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's fine to say that like you're you're your partner, whoever you are married to is your best friend. But, um, I would hope it's, I would hope you would know that you're allowed to have friends beyond that person and that you're yeah, best, that's friend... bet best is in front of it. Well, I mean like your best friend doesn't have to be who you're married to. Your best friend can be someone else. It's, 
Like, it doesn't have to be sure. the person you're married to. Well, sure, yeah. it doesn't have to be. But I think it usually is. Just mm-hmm. at a certain point, like, you just know so much about each other. And you're just, like, not for nothing, but, like, Mary is the rock when I can't, like, count on anybody else. And not, not that I don't think I could count on you guys for anything, but, like, it's just Mary's just the one that's always there. And she made a and she made a promise that she would be. <laughs> she said yeah. so in front of God. She's, she's got a hardware, baby. I was there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm sure it's definitely possible. I think it, it, is, and, and why I specify that it's a different kind of relationship because, like, I it's it's a funny kind of thing where I call my wife my best friend. I also say that my my brother is my best friend, and I believe both things to be true in my heart mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's a different kind of it's a different kind of relationship where. Like, I've always, you know, like when you're a kid, you're trained to be like, oh, my best friend is like, you know, like my buddy that I can like skateboard with. And, you know, you go to we go to the store, hang out all the time. Like, that's my best friend. And then that definition changes over time. But like, Sean, it's somebody that you can talk about anything with somebody you can be nakedly honest with somebody who can, you know, brings out the best in you. And 99% of the time, that's the person that you wind up spending the rest of your life with. So mm-hmm. I, I. I don't think it's a problem either way. Um, I, I guess like a lot of the things we see on this podcast is just like, Hey, you do you like uh, if, if, if that's the relationship you have with your spouse or if it's not the relationship you have with your spouse, it's fine. As long as you got yeah. a healthy relationship with both your friends and your spouse. Yeah. Timmy. Oh, was there a question in here? <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely a different relationship. It's prob- I, th- there's no way around that. Uh, uh, most people don't sleep with their best friends prior to being married to them. Uh, Says you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so inna- innately, there's a slight difference from most typical friendships. Um so I, I kind of see the, Sean's point of like they're innately over time is going to be a lot more knowledge that you share with your partner than literally anyone else. There, there's no if there, there's no way around that unless you are just such a sheltered person that you do not share with your partner, in which case probably an unhealthy relationship. Probably. Uh, probably. Tim gave finger guns while he was doing that, by the way. <laughs> to the to the listeners, just so you know, the Tim's Tim's tone on this particular discussion. Just so you know, um, so I I mean, yeah, Martha, and I guess I come down to an issue with the term best friend hmm. because that it to to me it's just like you can only have one. It's yeah. like no, I would say I easily have at least two. Yeah, it's like a t- it's like it's not a tier system here. There's not like we got the S rank friend and we got the A rank. Like it's it's there's a gradient a little bit. Like there's there's yeah. things like even like your best friend. Like you, there's things that you talk about with other people that you wouldn't necessarily talk with your best friend about just because you had a different kind of relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Matt knows anime, but Matt doesn't give a shit about anime to any significant extent. <laughs> so it's just not a yeah. conversation we're gonna have. Nah, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, there, I, there's absolutely nothing wrong with your wife or your husband or your partner being your best friend. And if honestly, that just means that, uh, I guess in my opinion, that means you're doing your relationship well. That means you're doing mm-hmm. it right, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that, that's pretty much all I got, really. I know best friends that that term has been around forever, but it's got a very MySpacey feel to me, anyway. <laughs> Are you in my top eight? Yeah, <laughs> top eight? yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Remember when uh, MySpace changed and they let you have whatever size top you want in it was like a top before. sixteen? It was just preposterous. Just yeah, far yeah, too like, many friends. Like, come on now. Yeah. I don't. Need, I don't need people to be scrolling through like sixty four of my friends while you know, like like smooth criminal by Alien Ant Farm is playing in the background. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, there's no need. There's no need. It's a broken website at that point. I always loved seeing the friends who were so exclusive they had a top four and that was it. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds wow. Like a tool. <laughs> yeah. What a jackass. Exactly. Uh, Rich, what's next? Uh, I was that top four person, by the way. Um, uh, let's what see. a dick. <laughs> I stand by my, what I said. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, if us, the bros at the Brose podcast, mm-hmm. were to adopt a pet together and take turns taking care of it, what pet would we agree on? Clearly, it's a dog. Dogs are so much work, man. They really yeah, are. You, can, you will be fine. You could deal with it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't uh, want <laughs> to. I can pick a different pet that doesn't is labor intensive. My head goes right. back to the elephant question we were asked a few uh, months ago, and why? Why would that? Which... Why would it go back to that one? Because <laughs> I feel like the four of us would. Adopt an elephant and take turns taking care of an elephant. No, so, I don't want a fucking elephant. <laughs> oh my so God. let's let's break this down real quick because what I just said was that the dog is, is too labor intensive for me, and so you chose an exotic animal <laughs> that would require care, the likes of which I can't even fathom at this point, and that's your alternative. <laughs> an enormous yes. exotic animal. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it would attract the attention of law enforcement and neighbors alike. <laughs> all right how about how about a teacup pig absolutely one thousand <laughs> percent but but the thing is they don't stay that small they become that's regular fine. pigs that's fine mm-hmm. uh yeah. where i'm in i'm in teacup pig baby <laughs> friend of the show david ben and I, I talked about getting a teacup pig in the house for a while uh we were we were very close me and uh me and bennett and our old roommate key way late we're 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 so close. We were like one more shot of Smirnoff away from going out and getting that pig, and we just just couldn't. We, we didn't. We didn't pull the trigger. But I would absolutely uh, do that. I, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall when you guys were having this conversation. Like <laughs> that fly had more common sense than we did in that moment. <laughs> All right, are we doing teacup pig, or do we have any other suggestions? It's it's either that or like a hamster. Nope. So fucking hate hamsters. Okay. <laughs> it's a teacup pig it is, then. Ta- ta- yeah. Taking care of Charlie's hamster ruined any idea of me ever potentially <laughs> having one. What, what yeah. happened with Charlie's hamster? Uh, so I, re- I never really... Oh, it was a guinea pig. It wasn't a hamster. But that is a close enough association in my brain that uh, <laughs> I will never be able to separate those two ideas. Mm-hmm. They're the same. So the I, same I, animal. I, apo- I apologize for calling Edwin... A hamster, Charlie. I'm sorry. I, Why are you I apologizing? They're, they're the same animal. Um, 
I never realized how vocal they were, especially mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. So they're a loudmouth hamster. So, yeah. <laughs> I, and, and honestly, that was really my only problem. Like, mm-hmm. we would let Edwin out, and, like, he'd kind of roam around a little bit, and that's fine. It's like, oh, no, he pooped a little bit. It's, it, it's like the size of a grain of rice. I really don't yeah. care. And cleaning mm-hmm. out his cage wasn't that bad. I've, I've had other pets and snakes and taking care of the bio lab. But just, like, in the middle of the night, just in, loud as hell from rooms away and it's just like dude i'm trying to sleep homie and and i have to ask you think a pig a literal (laughs) pig is gonna be any quieter have you ever been around a pug before in your life like uh you know you know my family owns a pug right exactly yeah, exactly. You understand though the, the yeah. problem. The, the only problem I had with the teacup pig is that again, this is the 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 stereotype that pigs are one of the smartest animals on the planet, or like the one of the cleanest animals on the planet. The teacup pig might wind up like overpowering us as far as brain power, <laughs> and that's that 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 is a risk Dude, that we just wind up that we're the weak. Farm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not animal farm. Simmer down. Uh, but right, no, right. like, will a pig make noise? Yeah, any animal makes noise, mm-hmm. but as it gets older. I feel like that pitch will go down a little bit. And as like I am like snug I, I feel like half of why that noise happens from guinea pigs is just like, hey, I want attention. Give me attention. It's like I'm not putting a guinea pig in my bed. I'm gonna roll over and kill you. <laughs> but like, will I let a teacup pig in my bed? Or of like course. a full size pig in my bed? Yeah. If the bed's big enough. You know why? Because because uh, because you know who gets in the bed? Good boys. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I stand by what I said. All right. Yeah, I'm in on Teacup Pig. If there are no objections, right. we have the official uh, pet of the Brose podcast, the Teacup Pig. It is It is. It is decided. Done. Like my vote My vote's still for Elephant, but I'll go for a Teacup Pig. Good. We're going with Teacup Pig then. Uh, all right. We're doing it. The official Teacup What are we naming the pig? <laughs> it's got to be Brose. Or Browie. 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 Browie the pig. Yeah, yeah, All right, Broey the pig. Who's a good Broey? Who's a good Broey? All right, uh, what's next, Rich? And by the way, if you want to send us a teacup pig, don't. Uh, but if you want to, <laughs> uh, email brosequestions at gmail.com if you want to hook us up with a teacup pig. Yes. Well, Martha calls dibs on getting the cup, uh, getting the pig first while it's still tiny. No. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the novelty has been lost for me now. Oh. I mean... Next, You'd have to uh, bring bring it back within like a week or so. so like it's only going to be small. It's not going to be small for just a week. Yeah, we'll fi- we'll figure out what the rotation schedule is. <laughs> details, we details. Can work this out without going to court. Like we'll be fine. <laughs> we'll get our official attorney, Alan Dershowitz, to work this out for us. <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, subject: Infinite cosmic fruit, itty bitty root space, body. If you had a special gift for horticulture, what fruit tree would you most likely would you most like to bonsai and thus give yourself a constantly refreshing supply of tiny fruit at home or in the office? All right, so what fruit do we want tiny versions of all the time? Is that it? Yes, pretty much. All right, thanks thanks for your question, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, um... it's it's fr- submitted by Charlie Bram, sorry. Uh, I was still blown away by the question that I forgot to say that it was from Charlie. Oh, man. Hmm. See, 
I'm, I'm running into problems with each of the ones I'm thinking of because my couple of my favorite fruits, apple, but I want to eat an apple core as tiny as it is. Don't want to do it. Because Eddie Izzard taught me from an early age that uh, if you eat apple seed, then the tree grows out your head and then you die. <laughs> um, can't can't but be this, having that. This would be, this would be a bonsai apple, so it would be a bonsai apple tree, so it wouldn't grow that big. Yeah, Maybe but you'd still be able core. to pass it before it grew. Mm. Sounds like perpetual nutrition, and you would never need to eat. And it would just mm. be your own pleasure. Yeah, but then I don't get to eat fried chicken. Well, I guess I could no, still eat fried chicken. I wouldn't need to. to. But you could. Mm. That's true. I wouldn't need to eat fried chicken for its vital nutrients. So I <laughs> guess. Yeah, because the, the, the problem is that, then the other option I have is orange or banana. And God, can you imagine trying to peel an orange that's that, so, that, that small? <laughs> yeah, I guess that I'm going. I guess with I, banana. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like at that point it just you just eat the orange. You can eat an orange peel. You it's can, just... but it tastes bad, and that bitterness will easily overpower the rest of it proportionally. Yeah, yeah. Especially I mean, if it's that small. Yeah. yeah. It, it, so that's why I'm going apple. Yeah. I think I think I'm with Tim. Tim yeah. Tim convinced me. It's, it's so small that the seeds aren't going to do anything. It's <laughs> apparently it'll, it'll just it'll root itself. Textural like crunch. Yeah, finally, mm-hmm. crunchy apple. I wanna, I wanna go with a peach because I feel like the 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 pit would be kind of like eating a cherry, and that wouldn't be too bad to actually like spit out. That's a pretty okay. good take. What about yeah. a pear? We already discussed pear. Oh, you weren't here for Sh- that. Sean Pears are the worst line. fruit. Pears are the worst fruit. We discussed that before you yeah. showed up. They are not the worst fruit. <laughs> they yeah, are yeah. categorically the worst fruit. Yeah, before before no. Sean Long, before we before we started recording, before Sean hopped on, we actually had the discussion that basically went verbatim. Like, pear is the objectively the worst fruit, and Sean's an idiot if he brings it up later. <laughs> oh, no. What have I done? Yeah, walked. You walked right into our trap. Oh man, we'll have pool. I've been All right, so why, pool. why are we wrong? Why is pear not objectively the worst fruit? Well, I I don't know. I think I think honeydew is the worst fruit. Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's not the you. worst. I will fight <laughs> you. <laughs> honeydew Lame and cantaloupe tape. are the same fruit to me. They are not. That's that's the same. That's wrong. That's that's a bad take. No. This is where the Brose podcast breaks up, arguing no. about fruit pears versus honeydew. <laughs> pears, honeydew, cantaloupe. My God, it's all the same. It's all the same. God, oh I'll take I'll take I'll just take bullshit. Right there, just a, a bowl, bowl full of bullshit. Cantaloupe is nothing like the other two. Mm-mm. Yeah, mm. it might be worse. I'm just gonna keep begging you on. An argument could be made. <laughs> it's not gonna be any one of those three if I'm picking, but Sean can absolutely pick a pair if he wants to. Yeah. No, I'm I'm gonna go with the apple. I was just wondering, guys. I was just wondering about the pair because they don't really have seeds, do they? I'm sure know. they have I don't a eat pears that grows. Yeah, I'm sure they have a core like just like an apple. Oh, you're, I think you're right. So I would go with an apple because if I, <laughs> if I'm having to deal with the core anyway, I'll go with an apple because they are objectively better than pears, for sure. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not red delicious apples, that's fine. Like yeah. red delicious apples, the worst apple, hundred percent. Oh, that's that's definitely true. I would still take a red delicious apple over a pear, but you're right about the rankings. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, there's so many choices; it is easily the bottom. Yeah, it goes like yeah. Honeycrisp, Pizzazz, Jazz, Pink Lady, getting run over by a truck, and then Red Delicious. 
Listen, I've been run over by a truck, and I agree. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, it was a better experience than the last time I ate a Red Delicious apple. And throw some Granny Smith and some Golden Delicious in there, too. But Red Delicious is just like this mealy <sighs> bullshit. Yeah. PG all day, homie. PG. Fiji's really good. Don't you sleep on the Cortland apples, man. <clears throat> I don't know if I've had one. They're good. They're like a little tart. They're good. A nice, um, a nice sweet gala apple is really good, too. Gala. Uh, all right, what's next, Rich? Uh, when was the last time you cried? <sighs> you know, I'm going to be honest. I feel like we get this question like every two months. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not saying that as a critique of, of a question compiler, Mary O'Brien, but it, 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 it does feel like either either the question is asked or something prompts us to talk about the last time <laughs> that we cried. There's a lot of lot of sobbing talk here on the Brose podcast is all I'm saying. We're, we're an emotionally open podcast that wants people to know that it's OK to cry. Yeah, a lot, yeah. like like all the time, like every yeah. three or four yeah. weeks. <laughs> Look, any like uh, I didn't really cry, like I wasn't bawling my eyes out, but I recently watched uh, the entire series of Modern Family, and I watched. It wasn't the last episode that got me, but it started to get me. But the on Hulu, the very last episode they have is like a like a like a documentary about filming the last episode. And that, like, I was like, wow, like, this show was really good. And that, that documentary and seeing these people having had grown up on, on screen and everything, it just, like, it kind of got me. Like, again, I wasn't bawling, but I was, like, I was a little emotional, like, both happy and sad, because it's, it's a really good show, and it's a really well-done show. Sean, when was the last time you cried? I, I got weepy, not... I don't remember if it was the last time we recorded or the time before that. I just got like, for no reason, got like a little bit emotional. And I don't remember what it was about, but I, I just distinctly remember like welling up and and being like, I don't know what's going on here. I think I was just having like a bad day emotionally. And it was just like, mm-hmm. we we talked about like something that kind of got me. And I was like, whoops. We we talked about uh, and this started to get me when I was answering it. We talked about what's hard for you right now. Yeah, I think I think and, that was it. And it was just, yeah. and it wasn't like I didn't like sob or anything, but it was just like I I noticed myself getting like teary eyed. Yeah, and being like, and just getting like a little caught in my throat or whatever. Yeah. When I uh, me too. When I was answering that question, I was just like, I really hope it doesn't show that I'm getting like emotional on audio like in the audio like mm-hmm. i was getting like sad when i was answering my my, my part of yeah. the question yeah this brings it out sometimes on this show yeah tim yep. when was the last time you cried uh last time i cried was martha's grandmother's funeral hmm. which was at this point two two and a half months ago mm-hmm. so i mean it, it was terrible timing because we it was literally the week we moved down or i moved down to north carolina mm-hmm. so it's like starting a new job trying to figure out how like do i even get bereavement leave yet and how do i get up to wherever this is taking place and all that stuff and uh n- not that i was all that close or like super tight with martha's grandmother uh she was a wonderful woman uh and i definitely did love her she was great 
and always welcoming of uh, me ever since we first started dating and before then. Pardon me, but um, yeah, I mean, normally at funerals, I'm the one who doesn't cry. But there, there, there was just something about it. And during the mass, um, we were singing at the at, at her, like I, the service or whatever you want to call it. And it was me, Martha, Martha's aunt who lived with Grandma and uh, her brothers. We were all singing, and that that was like one of those things that just she loved is when we would all come up for church on like a Sunday or spend the weekend and we would all sing. And the, the, the newer priest there would always make a, like a Von Dietz family singers joke or something along those lines. And mm. I always, I know that's something she loved. So like at some point in the service, just some chord just locked in beautifully. And I'm just like, Nope, can't do it. Nope. Mm. Nope. Mm. Uh, and that just kind of set the tone for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that'll do it. Like music will definitely do it because, like, you're, yeah. you're singing, but you also, you know, you've got time in your own head while you're singing, and like, it's, it's, yeah, it can be very emotional, especially when you're going through an emotional time like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, hmm, I think I'm also not a very sobby person. I've definitely cried before. <laughs> um it's definitely happened i've definitely cried before don't worry yeah about it. yeah yeah <laughs> so, yeah i feel like i have to show my bona fides here on this this very like emotionally bare pocket don't worry guys i i promise it's done I, i've done it before i've definitely uh, cried everybody knows it yeah right it's, it, it, the stereotypical like masculine thing is supposed to be like i cried at the end of rocky or something like you're like mm. um but it was probably my wife was, I usually cry in reaction to other people crying. And, I, and my wife was just like had, had had it with work. And it wasn't like, she was, she was crying, but it was like, I had a really rough week and work had been like the final nail in her coffin, uh, to the, the metaphorical coffin here. Um, and, um, and I think just seeing her like that and just seeing her that tired, like I did, I don't think it was like a full on ball, but I could feel myself welling up a little mm-hmm. bit and like, getting ready to 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 go all in with the waterworks and that was i'm gonna ballpark it at about like eight or nine months ago um was around then um there have been times like i'll hear a song that's that's particularly sad or emotional and i'll I'll feel that that emotion welling up a little bit um but uh that's probably what it was I'm trying to think before then of the last time I like I really like let it go and like just started like bawling like a like a loon like not loon uh, loons don't cry uh, everybody cries <laughs> but um it has been a bit and it's not it's not for like yo boy look at how tough I am or anything like that it's just you know I I process sad events in a less open way and it's usually I will just get like sullen. <laughs> that's why I get very quiet instead uh, and, and think about crying and not actually doing it. Yeah. 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 I haven't had a, like a big cry like that in a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have like you guys a, ever like, had Go ahead. like a cathartic cry? Yeah. What yeah. were you going to say? Rich? Um, have you guys ever had a moment where you're crying or getting ready to cry and you're just sitting there like, 
why am I getting ready to cry? Like, <laughs> I, my best example was, as ridiculous as it sounds, but it's more, I started to cry after doing the research in it, is I had just finished watching the Snyder Cut. The four hour long, five hour long, however long it is. Um, I'm not going to mock you, but boy, that is extremely on hold, brand. <laughs> hold on. But it's not, it's not about the movie. It's not about the movie. He dedicates, Snyder dedicates the Snyder Cut to his daughter who took her life during mm. the filming and why he had to step down mm. and the, they started playing as the credits were rolling the most beautiful version of hallelujah i've ever heard and i'm sitting there and i'm like why did they choose this song like i see the dedication but why did they choose a song so i start reading up on it it's like oh this was his daughter's favorite version of hallelujah and hallelujah was her favorite song hmm. And I just start going like, this is the sweetest thing ever. Mm. <laughs> Why yeah. am I crying? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we can definitely get you like that. Question. You've well, already yeah. answered your question of why you're crying. There was that much of an emotional connection and it's just sweet. Yeah. And we've all talked about how much music, how deeply music has affected all of us. Yeah. So, I mean, add in that extra emotional story. Instant tears. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can buy that. Um, any other thoughts on uh, just crying it out, letting it go? Uh, I, my my favorite uh, quote ever about crying is from uh, Pete Holmes. He says, I love a good cry. It's like vomiting for the soul. You just feel yeah. so good after. All right. I, I, I can true. buy that. You feel uh, you let a burden out sometimes when you do that. Exactly. Rich, what's next? Um. All right. There's three questions left in, in this hey, session. Yeah. Mm-mm, um, mm-mm. this this one's a two-parter which of your friends have you known the longest when did you first meet and how close are you now uh, Tim and Matt you guys want to go first <laughs> I mean, mine, <laughs> mine is Matt yeah yeah uh, if we're going close circle of friends it's Tim it's Tim uh, without question um, but but you've known other people from Philip and James mm-hmm. longer than I say very very in a very technical sense. So I have a, a friend of mine, Evan Hudson, who I, I still consider a, a good friend, uh, who I've known since I was in first grade. Um, and I think he's the I, I, the first person I met when I was in grade school, and like we still keep in touch, and and we still you know uh, you know chat every so often, and and before pre pandemic times we we'd get together once in once in a while. Um. So he's probably the one that I've officially known the longest is is him since uh, six years old. Six years old, like a little baby, little baby, baby. You're a little baby, man. There's, there's pictures of me and Evan uh, getting our first communion together, and boy, do we look hideous! Uh, <laughs> ugly, two ugly looking eight year olds there. Uh, what about you guys, friend? You've known the longest. Um, I'd have to go. Uh, my buddy Shahed. He um. I've known him since at least third, second or third grade. Uh, I can't remember when he actually moved to Woodland. And he has a different memory of the first time we ever interacted than I do. Um, but like the my first major memory of him was uh, his best friend at the time had moved away from school. And... Uh, that kid's uncle worked at the school. And so he would torment Shahed like he's gone. What are you going to do now? Who's going to save you? And so I reached over. I was like, he's my guy. Now I'm going to protect him, blah, blah, blah. And then ever since then, we had been 
closest friends for the longest time. Um, he was there for me when my grandfather passed away. I was actually visiting him in New York, and he was there for me. Uh, <laughs> he bought me a hug, which was a little juice box. He said, mm. here, you need a hug this weekend. It buys me a hug and gives it to me. Uh, it was the cutest thing ever. Um, and then uh, we're, we're still close. We still talk occasionally, but he uh, moved from uh, Brooklyn, New York to Manhattan, Kansas. And so it's hard to see him because he went from a two hour drive away to a three hour flight or something like that. I don't really know how far it is, but the easiest you have to fly into Kansas City and it's still three hours to get to him. That's how Hmm. far he is. Hmm. So, yeah, he's uh, he's been my best good friend for as long as I can remember. Awesome, man. And Sean. Uh, it's my friend uh, Katie. I've known her since high school. Uh, we just uh, we met randomly. I don't, I don't. I think we met like over AIM, and but she's just. I've known I've known her the longest, and we still we still keep in touch. Like every so often, I'll just send her a text and be like, "Hey, how you doing?" And she listens to the podcast sometimes. So what's up if you're listening right now? What up? Uh, but yeah, she's we've been friends since I think sophomore year of high school. So a lot of years now, over mm-hmm. ten years, fifteen years. Yeah, good long time. Yeah, that's nice. a long, long ass time. Fifteen yeah. freaking years, man. It's good. Long term friends, baby. We're pro them on the Rosé podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich, what's next? Uh, next question. Uh, which characteristics do you think you inherited from your parents? Um, so my dad is like, like he'll get like mad, but then let it go very quickly. And I think I have a very similar like approach to life in that like, I'll get upset about something, but then like immediately let it go because it's not worth it, you know, which is especially helpful when you have kids because they do Mm -hmm. dumb shit all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like just, just being like living in the moment kind of, and being like, okay, it's not worth it to be upset about it or like just getting it out and being like, I'm upset about this. How dare you? Like Alice will Alice the other day, grabbed the dog's bowl of water and it was full and just put it on the ground. And I was like, Alice, what are you doing? And then I was just like, all right, well, she's she's two. She's already forgotten gonna, that it happened. Yeah. What am I going to do? And then I yeah. clean it up and that's it. Hmm. All right. That's a good one to pick up on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I took my father's risk tolerance, which is admittedly minimal. Uh, dude, dude, <laughs> Worked in uh, dudes work for for a bank uh, in a in a risk mitigation environment for a long time. So I like to cover all my bases uh, and make sure you know all options are are on the table and things like that. So I got that from him, and I, got, I think I got my mom's emotional intelligence because I think uh, she's very perceptive when when people are unhappy or when uh, when she can do something to help or she feels the need to help people even when she can't um, or doesn't know how uh, and. So I, I think I picked up on both of those if I had to pick two. Um, Tim. 
or rich, I guess. One of you, one of you two. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'd have to go with uh, the, the fact that I will bend over backwards to help anybody is the same as what my mom would do. And she was always that way, like help everyone you can um, and just be a good person and just make sure everyone you know who needs it gets it and who needs help gets help and do whatever you can for everyone and kind of like you're the last person you should worry about sometimes and that's like not necessarily the best quality but it's not necessarily the worst quality either so i guess that's one of the like main things that i've gotten from my parents um as well as maybe from my dad like persistence to complete tasks that i start like whether it is continue to play golf even though i sometimes hate it or continue to get better at things and i'm trying to get better at like he, he he's always he's always persistent he's always getting things done and i've i've kind of picked that up from him all right all right and tim hansen uh so i've actually got four things that's gonna take a four. minute okay <laughs> all right uh so I found I found out when I graduated from high school that I apparently have my dad's temper. Like <laughs> my, my, my birth father who I haven't seen since I was like three. I, I, I don't know. But I apparently have his temper, uh, which took a long time to find out because I picked up from relatively early age from my stepdad his very long fuse uh, and just patience. And like, hey, like, yes, this is aggravating me, but it's not worth getting upset about or like getting mad about. So I, I, I think that has done me a lot of good picking that up from him. But I apparently have my dad's temper when I do finally snap, and I do, That's not a great thing by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. Um, and then from my mom, I would say I picked up uh, trying to gather as much information as possible from as many people as possible before making a decision um, so that we're not, so that I'm not making a rash decision, especially when that affects multiple people. Um, and also based on a recent phone call with my mom, I have also apparently inherited the great uh, outward persona of confidence, whereas uh, on the inside, I'm constantly second guessing myself and tearing myself apart, and have that not the best self confidence. So that that was interesting to learn. Mm-hmm. You learned that you put on a confident face when you're not confident. Well, I've I always knew that I did it. Uh, I never realized that that was a trait that I shared with my mom. Oh, okay. okay. So, Makes sense. Interesting. Interesting. This is a full product of genetics here. Does it pull it from all genetics and and yeah. uh, you know nature, nature and, nurture. and nurture? You got it all. Yeah, yeah, is it pulling from all sources here? Yeah, some of the parts. Oh, and I'm all, I'm bald like my uncle, so I guess that comes from my mom. <laughs> that's five. Yeah, yeah, that's solid five. I'm glad. I'm glad you told that's me where it came from, so I know. <laughs> it's 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 strange thinking like what you picked up from your parents because you live your life and this doesn't necessarily go in a in a sense of like you had good or bad parents but you live your life trying to be like I want to be better than my parents like I want to grow from them and be better than them and then you turn around and like oh, well I picked this up from my parents 
I am my mm-hmm. parents. I've I've become I'm starting to become my parents. Not necessarily be better than them, but again, that's not a bad thing if you are aren't better than them in certain instances. Mm-hmm. What are we wrapping up with, Rich? All right, the final question of this episode. What is your definition of a miracle? Fucking magnets. <laughs> How do they work? <laughs> How do they fucking work? <laughs> All right, that's the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, any takes? Any takes? Anybody? Uh, yeah, right. no, this is great because this goes back to the take I was going to use on the last session, but I wasn't here for. All right. So, like several episodes ago, I had I I had mentioned uh, hematite or magnetite, magnetite or no magnemite, one of the fucking an electric things. steel no, type Pokemon. That, you made that same joke. But it's these little stones that like you throw up in the air and then they clack together and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then me and Charlie had a very extended conversation about how I was wrong. And it turns out I wasn't wrong. It's just that the gem show business and the gem show trade is bullshit. So All right, it, it, a... fill, fill in some of the gaps here because I, I'm, I'm only remembering parts of this discussion. I'm sure the listener is in the same boat. That's fine. So essentially I was talking about how hematite which is a stone, which looks we, we it was it was based off a road show, and I was trying to describe the texture or the color of mm-hmm. the jar or the jug we were talking about. Uh, but hematite, like uh, at gem shows, you can buy hematite stones, which like you you separate them slightly, throw them in the air, they clatter together. It sounds real annoying, but they're definitely magnetic, and like you can put one on one side of the hand, one on the other side of the hand, and they'll stay there. And then Charlie texts me a couple, like a day after that episode <laughs> airs. He's like, well, actually, <laughs> hematite, magnetite is significantly more magnetic and, and hematite really doesn't have any magnetic properties. And I start Googling the shit. And I was like, there's no way I'm that wrong. Like not to prove Charlie wrong, but I was just like, there's no way. I, I did f- six fucking years of this gem show. I know what this thing is. Turns out magnetic hematite which they just shortened to hematite, even though that's a completely different thing, is more so just we threw a bunch of shit together, it looks pretty much exactly the same, and it's magnetic. So fuck you, Gem Show, for false advertising. <laughs> just call it magnetic hematite. Don't call it hematite. Fuck you. That's it. But I don't know if that's a miracle. That's just shady uh, business practices. <laughs> it's it. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with this. I mean, I'm just so blown away. But this is where the miracles conversation went to. I appreciate you following up on that that uh, that discussion, though. Are, are these uh, these episodes all going to have takes of just uh, somebody else who listens to our show or contributes to our show is just wrong? No, Charlie was not wrong because based on what I said, he was correct. Except yeah. that my, what I said is based off of. The snake oil salesmen that are gem show curators hmm. and so then salesmen and all that shit because mm-hmm. they're just like yeah we just shortened it to hematite because <laughs> it sounds it, like it's less confusing. I was like I'm pretty sure that's more confusing, you mm-hmm. assholes. So what yeah. you're saying, Tim, is that this hard disagree is a hard pass. <laughs> Totes. <laughs> any other thoughts on miracles or you want to wrap it up with the magnets conversation <laughs> honestly it's magnets really um or turning water into wine or having an unlimited fish or yeah yeah yada 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 you fed so many people magnets dude 
Get it's fucking magnets, man. How do they it's work? a miracle that drunk Tim still has friends. <laughs> <laughs> or has it massively injured himself in some fashion? Oh, nah, come on. Man. Well, I mean, does drunk Tim really still have friends, or are we all just friends for sober Tim? Oh, man. I'm oh, kidding. We're doing question. three episodes of this, this show. We're going to find <laughs> out in episode three whether or not that's still the case. Tough question. <laughs> Uh, Tim, Tough questions want, on Tim Hansen. Tim, if people want to see any more of your magnet takes on Twitter, where can they find you? At Tim R. Hansen. How about you, Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. And you, Sean? At Hey, it's SOB. You can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. Our podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose podcast. And it's on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to us anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or on Etsy.com. You can find her shop there. Uh, and our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert. You can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. All right, it's time for plugs, everybody. Rich, what's going on with all your uh, shenanigans? Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for uh, video game streaming uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from generally 7 to 10 o'clock at night. Uh, you can also go to www.one-quest.com to find our RSS feeds and connect to our show shows. So you can check out both PodQuest and Nerdy Talk Show as well as now two episodes of Bonus Action the Tabletop Podcast where me, Sean, and a bunch of friends play Dungeons & Dragons. And Sean, when you're done crawling those dungeons and Dungeons and Dragons, you also like to take some Frisbee do- golf uh, discs and throw them around. Where do you do that? I do that at OB Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram, where it is OB underscore Disc Golf. Um, I also co-host the Taste Fakers podcast, a music show where we discuss the history and the connections between albums throughout pop music history. If you ever wonder what the connections are between albums like Toxicity by System of a Down and RTJ4 by Run the Jewels, or maybe, uh, uh, or maybe uh, you're looking for the connection between, for example, Angel Dust by Faith No More and Korn's self-titled debut, which we just taped earlier today, you are in the right spot. The Taste Fakers podcast comes out every two weeks on Thursdays, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Uh, and Tim, I'm going to need your help here, because we got to talk about our friends at the Anchor Persons Podcast. So. Greg and Gene over at the Anchor Persons Podcast. It's like if every 90s local news show were hosted by leftist nihilists, it would go a little something like their hilariously punny show, bringing you the crazy news stories you didn't know you needed in the most entertaining way, with some of the best kind of some of the worst puns that you never heard uh some drooling over jeff goldblum spanish art restoration hilarious sports stories if you like our sense of humor and some of the deeper conversations we get into then you'll love the bros over at anchor persons they're bros we're bros everyone's bros we're all bros and they're definitely not the same person well whatever you say um (laughs) Say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. Deuces. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moose team. My name's Matt Casnell, reminding you to be smart about being stupid.
All right. Moo.